1: Hey there people, this is Nina
2: Perez and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. This show is created to discuss real life topics, to grow, challenge and transform your thinking. And today I have Indra Rinsler here and he is a lifetime spiritual seeker. He is a healer and a teacher, and he offers life readings for his clients, and his focus is to help his clients to awake, to wake up to who they really are. And as you guys know, I love to have conversations where we can be truthful and authentic, but also a way to challenge the way you normally think. So Indra, I am really, really happy you're on Straight Talk. Thank you for being here. How are you today?
3: I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me, Nina. I'm looking forward to this.
2: Yeah, me too. I am too. I love looking at things from different views and different perspectives. And so um, I love that you are a spiritual healer and a teacher. And I want to know more about that. So um, before we get into that, though, um, who are you, Indra? What, you know, what do you do? I I know what you do, but, you know, who are you? Like, what's the magic behind the Indra?
3: (laughs) Uh, I don't know what the, ma- the, the magic behind Indra is has nothing to do with me. It's the it's divinity, it's the mm. cosmic intelligence that exists. How I got here, I can't tell you. I can tell you 50 years ago when I first moved to California, I I, I I found metaphysical bookstores and I started buying books and I started reading about astrology and I started reading about spirituality and then I put one foot in front of the other. I lived 20 years in an ashram or a, you might call it a spiritual community mm. where I learned about discipleship and I learned about the depth of the spiritual path following a Indian teacher. And, and then I left to, uh, I suppose to, to find myself to, uh, to, to, to do my own work, to, to, uh, sometimes we have it easy and then we decide that we need to completely shake that up. That yeah. We could, we could stay in this forever, but it isn't really what we need to do. And so right. the thought comes on, we need to do other things. And so, you know, yeah. that's, I've got 20 years under my belt on that too, where, mm. where eventually the, 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 the life readings, the astrology and working with the Enneagram of personality, those modalities that I felt, connected to uh, have, have become in the forefront and, and being available for clients who find me who are interested in, in going uh, deep into their story in order to become who they are. And uh, I'm so happy to be able to help people that way.
2: Yeah, I mean that sounds very interesting. And I, I'm, you know, as you were talking, I'm wondering, you know, what, where were you spiritually before that, right? Because you kind of have to be somewhat open, right? Someone like open-minded and open to the fact that there is a, you know, a, a different way of looking at life, a different, you know, th- that there is a spiritual existence. So, you know, were you were you always grew up in that like? Kind of a um, lifestyle or thought process, or how did that come about?
3: Well, that's an interesting question. You know, there's a there's an Indian teaching, nete nete, not this, not that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I think before, I think that 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 I was sheltered. You know, I think my parents. Uh, my parents died when I was in my early 20s. My mother mm-hmm. passed of natural causes a week after I graduated college and my father oh, wow. passed two years later. And so I had I had uh, some inher- I had a little bit of inheritance and I had a, I had a freedom. You know, they they like I felt like they passed in order to give me the opportunity that they had always given me, which was to protect me and let me grow in my own way, because. Mm-hmm. Growing up in New York, near near you, growing up in Manhattan, it was uh, in the fifties. It was the place to be, but it wasn't the place that I felt uh, that I wanted to be. You know, I could mm-hmm. see that it wasn't the place. How? Right. Because 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 people weren't happy because because they were, you know, conditioned. They were running stories. You know, this is today's vocabulary, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so i could i would say that you know this nete nete i didn't really know what i was looking for but i knew what i wasn't looking for and so mm. it was one step in front of the other to find what was real what was important rather than um i certainly didn't know what it was but i had the um I had the sense of open, what you say, open mind. I had the sense of security within myself that I could, that I could go on this path. And, uh, one of the first things I ever did as an adult, surprisingly, probably not too many people have this on their list was to start a commune or, a, or, a, a family living together in a house in the 1971, you know, way before mm. people, uh, uh, started thinking about community, I was attracted to that as a way. It was a, it was a family. It was oppor- opportunity to learn uh, about ourselves in the real world. We were many of us college grads, but we didn't really know anything about life or, right. uh, or about ourselves or about each other. And it was an opportunity to, to, to um, follow that path for a while.
2: Wow. That, and did that just um, was that something that you had like seen or experienced somewhere? I mean, or did that just birth into your mind to have this uh, community? And second part to that question is, did you do that here in New York?
3: No, I was already in California. Oh, okay. I, I, left, I left New York uh, after college. I went back. I was there for a little bit after my mother died. And that was about it. Okay. uh four years later but um it was in california um no i think uh, for me it's just appears you know an idea mm-hmm. appears i'm a spontaneous person and a led to b led to c and it's like if 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 uh if uh, so i had i bought a house and I, I, you know, I thought to have renters, we had space. Right. And then one thing led to another. And by the end, we had 14 people. We had 22 cats at the height. We had, I think, three dogs. We had goats. We had a uh, goat. We had uh, chickens. We were living on an acre in suburbia. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: And and uh, uh, what did you say? Hippie?
2: No, no, I said okay. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, uh, you know, and we had a teepee. We had a teepee on the land. We had built some cabins.
2: Oh, that's we so had a teepee funny. on the
3: land and it was, wow. uh, you know, it was uh off the map as far as what was being done around there in the right. 19 in 1971.
2: Uh Did you enjoy that no, time of your life?
3: Oh, yeah. It was uh it was uh yeah it was so opened. it was so new it was so fresh it was there were no we knew nothing you know there were there were mm-hmm. no there were no uh paths you know the 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 it's like the forest there were no paths in the forest, and we just started walking. maybe there were some deer trails we followed but uh but uh it's not that I'm talking about um uh, walking in the forest. I'm using that as right, an right. analogy yeah, to it. going through to, to going through my life. And, and so, you know, I had the opportunity and the, and the openness and the New York chutzpah to do whatever I did. And, and I remember being, I don't know, 23 or 24 and realizing that I, I, I wanted to work on myself, you know, and and I do not remember the vocabulary I used then. Today, we might say, come into my power or, or, you know, wake up to who I really am or, or learn about myself. I don't know, you know, maybe then I might've said I wanted to be happy. I, I have no idea, right. but, right. but, but that was the focus. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't external. Um, it wasn't about fitting in. It wasn't about uh, looking good. It wasn't about uh, attaining anything and, and still isn't. Right. Right. <laughs>
2: right. You know, um, so I know you didn't learn this in college. So <laughs> what did you go to college for?
3: well I don't I think I went to college <laughs> to get the degree I, I right you know, what did you I get mean, a degree
2: in do you know do I got a de- what-
3: I got a degree in history and I was, oh, I, was okay. I, I went into engineering because I was mathematical mm. and I think right. that's why astrology has, has always held an interest to in me I, I I think in terms I, I I used to think in terms of mathematicals I mm. I kind of still do but not the set not the numbers part of it you know because mm-hmm. because uh because both uh, astrology and Enneagram is sacred geometry to me mm-hmm.
0: i mean now we
3: can use that term 50 years right. ago i wouldn't have used that term but but they're <laughs> sacred they have a sacred geometry energy to it and uh and uh, i just i just one step in front of the other we don't need to know the last step we just need to know the the next step or the next step and yeah. that's and that's enough and it and it leads us to what we need to what we uh to where we get to, I don't want to say where we need to get to, but it leads us to where we get to. And then we make a course correction from there.
2: Right. And I actually have, I've noticed that throughout our conversation already, that it all is about one step at a time. Um, And that's such a wise way to do it. Right. And I love that you just said, when you get there, if you need to make a course correction, you make the course correction. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at it and a beautiful way to live because, Most times we're looking at the destination and we're not enjoying the journey um, and we're not looking at all of the things that we are learning and experiencing on the way to whatever that destination is, right? Because uh, I was talking to a, a, a very wealthy entrepreneur and they were saying that they wanted to get to the top of the mountain, but when they got to the top of the mountain, they realized there was another mountain to climb right? And I'm just like, yeah, because we're we're always looking at the next thing. And what I love about what you're saying, Indra, is that, you know, I don't know how I got there, but I know that it was one step at a time. And I know that it just kept growing as it naturally did. And that, that's a, that's beautiful, right? Because if we just did that in our lives, I think we'd be much happier. You know, there wouldn't be so much competition, so much like, stress and so much you know like all of this overwhelm that a lot of people are feeling because they're you know yeah go ahead
3: so i i yeah the the thing is is that the only way that you learn that is by going through it and and so let's not let's not make mincemeat out of it the fact is is that that's the path you're on until you're not on it and and there's nothing wrong with that but but i myself uh lucky enough to have parents that set me up and they gave me they gave me an under i guess they i probably had the understanding myself but they didn't kill it right and the, the understanding is yeah. the understanding is that that there's that uh, that it's it's not about the end result because the end result isn't those end results those uh materialistic end results they didn't hold anything for me and so Mm -hmm, uh, going mm -hmm. to college was was about social going to college was 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 learning but not yeah the the the, you know I kind of finished what my last semester I think my last semester I took an anthropology course and I realized that I probably would have enjoyed more of that but I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it until the end end course and but uh, to the uh, the last semester and uh, and that's okay because i've studied enough of it you know whatever i wanted to study in it i've been right. able to study it and it wasn't about sitting in those classes i'm sure it was it was about being open to those that material and uh, that, that has come so uh, so i don't need to uh you know, feel like I burnt a bridge or didn't cross a bridge or something. It's, right. it's, it's, it's you can have, a, like you're saying, yeah. you can have a lifetime of that if you mm-hmm. want, you know, mm-hmm. all of the things you didn't do rather than rather the things that you did do.
2: Right. Oh, I love that perspective. I love that point of view. And um it's something that, you know, most people do need to focus on. So I did want to talk to you about what it is that you do do with your clients because, sure. um, That's important, too. And I think that, you know, like when I read uh, your bio, the fact that you want people to awake, to be awake and to see who they really are. So can you tell us a little bit about that? What does that mean for you?
3: Well, I, I, somebody asked me recently in a podcast, uh, what does that mean? And so, uh, so the, the line is uh, to wake up to who you really are, not who you think you are. So who is it that mm. you think you are? Who mm-hmm. you think you are is your personality that we identify with this personality. And then we say, I'm a homeowner, I'm a, I'm a scholar, I'm a author, I'm a, you know statistician i'm a i'm a, a philanthropist whatever it is that's who we identify with but it's not really who we are who we are is an essence who we are a spirit who we are as soul and we're in these taking we take life in these bodies um and we create an identity and an experience mm. And so I want to get people back to who they really are, which is essence. You can still have the experiences, but you do it from the from the place of being outside the the identities where you're limiting yourself uh, to where you I call it rather than being on the movie screen, you you watch your life as a movie from the audience to be to, to to gather the. Uh, to take on the witness consciousness that you are witnessing your life rather than being so involved in it that you go up and downs with the emotionals with your successes and, la- and perceived lack of successes. How many times is our, uh, I read in a book recently that our, our, um, our, uh, our crises are what bring us to self-awareness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that without
3: the crises we wouldn't have the self-awareness and if we have mm. a relationship that is all hunky dory then there's not much growth and we need those f- little frictions you know that right. the purpose ultimately of relationship is is to be a mirror it's it's wonderful to have kids together it's wonderful intimacy it's wonderful to have meals made for you and to clean the house for somebody or to or to, or to, uh, or to have your house cleaned. But, but ultimately it's about being a mirror for each other that we each have to do our own work that, that that in twenties and thirties and forties, you're working on the other one, doing the work for you. And, and at at some point you realize that ain't working. And so, (laughs) it's really up to you to do your work and that the partner, the beautiful partner is the one that mirrors back to you with unconditional love, the stuff that you need to work on.
2: So do you put them, uh, do you put your clients like through some sort of uh, process to do that? Like what, what are your, um, what's your method to doing that? So
3: I have three modalities that I use in the life reading that have appeared to me over the years. And, and, uh, and when I look back at now from my rocking chair, I just have to sort of chuckle at how they are uh, you know they're so me, you know they're my energy in terms of this mathematical frequency, in terms of their explanations, in terms of the the answers to the questions of life that I was looking that I was looking for. What is this? I remember going back, I remember being seventeen, thinking, you can't take a vacation from yourself. Right. so i I think as a it's I don't know about younger than that, but I had a philosophical side i I just didn't really have any answers because in the 50s there was those. You know, a lot of books hadn't been written yet. Right, right. (laughs) You know, I mean, maybe some of them were being written, and maybe some of them were already written that I didn't find until later. But there weren't so many books like there are now. So, so I I take people uh, in three hours. It's a process. I take people uh, through their through their enneagram of personality. That's uh, there are nine personality stories. One of them is at our core. And and it, it, the, the idea is that once we understand that there are patterning in this personality story and there's there's core triggers. And so once we understand the patterning and the core triggers, then it doesn't hold us very much. Uh, it doesn't hold us as much. And we can start letting those stories go once we mm. Um, mm. Um, once once we understand what we're doing again not so much 20s and 30s, but as we get older and we get some distance on ourselves, once we see what we're doing, we're we're ready to let that go and to change our, our uh, ways of behaving. And so that's the Enneagram. Then I take them through their astrology, the Vedic astrology, the astrology of India. I, I do astrology a little bit different than most people, uh, which is probably true for almost everything that i do uh <laughs> now that i think about it so so i'm interested in strengths and weaknesses i want to i want to share with you your strengths and weaknesses the good the the good things and this and the skills that you have and then and then some things that aren't so good that are can you overcome it absolutely but you can't mm-hmm. it's really hard to overcome when you don't understand it but when you understand it then you have that then you can then you can get some traction with it and you can climb over it or out of it. And then the third modality is called the wheel of totality. And it shows the deficiencies or the blind spots that we don't work on until we're 50. And Mm -hmm. why is that? Because again, in 20s and 30s, we're not interested in our deficiencies. We're mostly interested in building up our ego. And so- and so later in life, and, and this can be valuable for twenties and thirties too to know what is it that you're, that is that is just beyond your grasp of understanding. What is it that's that are that 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 other people have really clearly, and they would be an example of, of discovering who you really are. That mm. you don't. Some people don't really know who they are, and they have a challenge to figure that out. In order to, they have to come into that identity to be able to let it go. Um, It it could be uh, the second house duality, which is about that the people who don't have a planet there, they they live in black and white. They don't live in gray. And what that means is, is that that they can live in live in that you can love somebody, but not like what they do, that you can be tired, but not sleepy, tired, you can be hungry, but not meal hungry, that you can live in gray, that you can live in between, that you can be okay with things as they are. Mm. Uh, rather than thinking uh, thinking very limitedly in black and white terms, this is uh, this is you know I don't want to say half the population, but you either have a planet there or you don't, and right. so it's either it's, it's either a, a grace that you understand it, or it's a challenge because you don't.
2: Right, and so you think that someone who is a person who looks at something in black and white can change to see things in gray.
3: Absolutely. It's not an easy thing. It's, it's, it's easier later in life when you've had more experiences, but you do, but you do uh, learn that, 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 uh, you know, I'm right but he might also have some truth in what he's saying.
2: Right. 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 (laughs) You know, right.
3: And then, and then maybe you realize that, you know, maybe his point of view is absolutely completely right. And mine is a little (laughs) fallacious. I'm, I'm I'm, right. You know, sucking wind here and what I'm thinking I'm egotistical, not egotistical, but arrogant that, that Mm -hmm. I know and other people don't know when we let go of our arrogance, then, then we're open to the idea that other people have something that they they may be right about things. And so absolutely, it's not, it's not an easy one. And, and it's, and when you get pushed, you're going to go back back to black and white, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. but,
3: but you definitely can overcome that.
2: Oh, that's good. No, go ahead.
3: And, and, uh, I wanted to share that, um, so at the end of the reading, so we spend three, four or five hours and, and I have, if people want other sessions, then we can we can pick it up again and we can take, I'm happy to take people as far as as I can. Well, it's not me doing, uh, I wanted to say this before, it's not me doing anything. It's, it's the wisdom comes through me. It's not my wisdom. So, but at the end, sometimes people will say, great, Indra, this is incredible information. Now, what do I do with this? And so- right. I came up with the, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, I, what appeared to me is this, this idea that I call the four doorways to conscious living. And so the four doorways are one is to learn to observe. That's the getting out of your own movie, getting into the audience of your movie to watch your, your behavior, to watch your thinking, to watch how you react to what people say to you and whether they appear or they don't appear and, 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 and what triggers you and what doesn't trigger you. So that's the learning to observe. That's the fourth doorway, the first doorway. And then mm-hmm. the second doorway is to let go and release what doesn't serve you. And I like to read this. Uh, this is from a book uh, titled letting go by a, a very enlightened man named David Hawkins, And uh, it says letting go involves being aware of a feeling, letting it come up, staying with it, and letting it run its course without wanting to make it different or do anything about it. It means simply to let the feeling be there and to focus on letting out the energy behind it when letting go ignore all thoughts. And so that's the second doorway. Mm -hmm. then the third doorway is to love yourself and the fourth doorway is to live in the moment so if you're in the moment you you will love you you are loving yourself there's no Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. to be in the moment and not loving yourself and so how do i love myself well you let go and release what doesn't serve you and and we have to spend a lot of time there this is a this is a lifetime uh, achievement award, letting go, letting go, letting (laughs) go, that, that, that surrendering on all levels, no matter how enlightened you are, it's a continual process of letting go and surrendering. The fact is, is that it becomes second nature and you're not thinking about it, but even at a, jesus christ level they're still letting go and surrendering in there it's not mm-hmm. conscious it's not something that he you know ideally he had to work on but still surrendering and letting go is part of that and
2: yeah. uh, yeah that's huge.
3: And so how do we know what to let go and release is that we just observe and and the and situations in life will tell us what it is that we're attached to and what we are holding on to and what positions we're holding and and in letting go of those positions, um, then we can live in the moment. And in the moment, nothing touches us. Everything is beautiful and it's always spring and warm <laughs> weather in in the
2: moment, yeah, yeah. That's so good, Indra. That's so good. <laughs> As you're talking, I'm like, yeah, because I'm enjoying, I and I really do uh, focus on doing that in my life where when I'm having a conversation with my guest, my client, whatever, I really try to enjoy that moment because I know that this moment is special. And I also know this moment is fleeing Right. We we won't be able to repeat the same things we just did or do that. I mean, it's gone. It's done. Um, the good thing is, though, is that if you're in if you're in with that person at that moment in that at that time where you're speaking, you can at least appreciate and be grateful for the conversation, for the, the whatever nuggets you took away that you might have learned the connection that could have happened. So I agree with that. I think living in the moment is just such a beautiful thing. Um, and it also gets you out of your own way, doesn't it? You're not thinking, overthinking, or stressed about that bill you have to pay later because you're just in this moment right now. So I love that, and Joe, I think you're doing great work.
3: Well, abs- I'm going to say absolutely. Not to, I don't know about the great work, but absolutely to the <laughs> idea that. Um, that, um, and the moment, the, the next moment is just as good as the past moment. Yeah. And you, yeah. and in that moment, you can relieve the, the joy of the moment that you already had. I mean, you don't want to sit in it in terms of it being a past and that moment will not come back. But that moment you can enjoy the, yeah. that moment of the the, the the joy of that moment you can enjoy that that joy in any moment because because the joy of the next moment that joy is the same it may not have the same cause but it still is the same joy
2: right oh, it's,
3: it's so not good. a different joy
2: right. <laughs> Exactly. I love this. All right. And just so I want to, you know, before I even like let you go, I really do want you to tell my audience how they can connect with you. So how do they get to uh, do this kind of work with you? I know that you said you do it all in maybe in one session or a few sessions, but it'd be great for them to know at least where to contact you and how to get started. So give us all of your information.
3: Okay. Uh, happy to do that. Uh, I have a website, IndraRinsler.com. If you want to find out more about what I'm doing, you can check there. I have an email, IndraRinzler at gmail.com. If you have questions, you can connect with me there. I have a Facebook that I'm pretty active on. You by mm-hmm. Under my name, you can find me there if you're interested in that. I like to give your listeners uh, two free offers if you're interested Please. in your... Vedic uh, astrology chart. You send me an email. I need three, repeat three pieces of information, your birth date, your birth time and your birth place. And um, and I will send you back your chart with a little bit of a cheat sheet. So it'll tell you a little bit of how to read it. Not a reading, but how to read the chart, how to understand the information, how to how to uh, get the information in the chart. And then you then you have to go deeper into what the positions mean. But at least you can figure out the positions. Mm-hmm. And I'm also if you're interested and you write me, I'd be interested to send people the uh, a simple a five to ten minute test to figure out your enneagram number. The, the 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 nine personality types are numbered one through nine. There's no hierarchy. They also have names, but of course nobody uh, uh, people use different names. So we use the the numbers as just a, a quick way to reference. And so um, it's a five to ten minute test that for many people you'll be able to figure out your enneagram number. And if you can't figure out that number, you can start a dialogue. I mean a, a a, an investigation into uh, the, the different numbers that you might be in order to find out who what's really at your core. So if anybody's mm-hmm. interested in that, um, they can contact me through the email.
2: Awesome, Indra. Thank you so much for taking time to be here with me. I appreciated this conversation. And, and I really did love your perspective and your view on things and doing, you know, taking that one step at a time, enjoying the process and um, really pivoting when you need to pivot and not so concerned about when you get there, if you need to pivot. I love that. So thank you for for your time and, and your wisdom. I appreciate it. Thank
3: you. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Nina.
2: This is a great pleasure. And guys, don't forget to uh, follow Indra. I'm going to make sure that I link all of his information below. So that way you can just click and go on there. Remember that he had offered you those those, uh, those that, those two free resources. So make sure that you email him as well. I think it's indrarinsler at gmail.com. Is that correct? Perfect. And Gerindler yes. at gmail.com. But I'll make sure to link information below so you can go on there and check that out. So don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and join our community. We are growing this community quickly, and I want you to be a part of it. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until
1: next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and...